Good morning, and hey. welcome to your daily Game Face. I'm Dr. Kimberly Lannon um, with Game Face Sport Consulting. I never usually say that. I don't know why I just said that, but I did. It's and, good. It's good. And <laughs> Set people up. You know, I know. Yeah, let people and know who they're talking to. I know, and I'm a, a licensed clinical psychologist, and I'm a sports psychology consultant to elite and Olympic-level performing artists and, and athletes. And I'm here with my lovely producer, guru producer. <laughs> there's, there's no need for that. <laughs> Lou Blasi. Well, you know, I had to throw the guru in from last week because, yeah. you know, we had talked about. Yeah, everyone's I mean, a guru except me. I was the guru. A hey, I had to, like, do that introduction of you guys, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, hey, we were just talking about the fact that we've just apparently lost summer in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, no. And no. That's, don't, be, don't be sucked into this. Dude. You're a New Englander, right? I am. But this is the thing. So this is why I get sucked in is because I will have a full week. Well, not full because now it's Wednesday. But I will have a remainder of the week where most of my clients will discuss the sadness factor and a descriptive of, you know, continuum of words of how this start changing their mental health, which it does. Oh, end for of many summer? People. End of yeah. summer blues? Well, the end of summer, the change of weather, you know, I always notice. I'm not noticing it as much as I would when we're about a month out from yeah. now when it starts getting dark at 4.30. Yeah. That becomes more of an issue yeah. for me and I want to move. <laughs> you shouldn't be down about this change. I mean, fall is great in New England. Fall's a yeah, great it's, time. Well, yeah, I mean, but if you have, so if you have. When the clocks change, we're all screwed. We're all doomed at that <laughs> This is true. Yeah. But I think that when you have, um, w when you're seasonal affective disordered person or when you are just <clears throat> impacted more um and i'm highly sensitive to it just because i have so many people talk to me about the quick shift and i was just noticing it today because we went from a beautiful run of pretty beautiful days of yeah. you know good weather not too hot not too cold perfect that, that lead into gorgeous fall and then today is like ooh, tastes a little fall like and um over the weekend i was doing the white mountain hiking thing and the trees are changing, yeah. and it hadn't. It, I kept in my head having to say, "It's only August thirtieth. It's only August thirty first. It's only August thirty first. Yeah, I've got so, a maple in my bedroom window, and it's like you just see it all the time. Yeah. As soon as the leaves change, it's like, oh, there's one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, and it's here. so yeah. it was bizarre because it was so it was beautiful. It was like all green, looking out over into like the Mount Washington area, and then there's like this one big red tree sticking out like a sore yeah. thumb, and I'm like, that's so sad. It's yeah. beautiful, but yeah. it's so sad. Um, I'm know, okay with this. I over the years, I mean, I'm, winters have gotten rougher as you get as you get older. Winters get rougher; they're, they're less fun. Yeah. But but it's basically for me, I got it down to it's basically January and February. I mean, we're pretty good right into December. The changes. Yeah, kind I, of I would cool. agree. Yeah. Well, that's and I even the just, first couple snows are kind of fun. But well, that's what I was just saying yeah. to people this weekend. I was I was saying, oh, I love the first couple snows, because I, I love hiking and being out in the in the yep. world of that. And but after like the first few, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. I remember I the old Lewis Black joke. He was talking about being in Boston in February. And uh, he was talking about how he was in Boston. They had thunder snow. It was snowing and thundering oh, yeah. at the same time. And he, he said something to the effect that Boston is so gray, you just want to slit your wrist to see some color. Oh, oh my Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's um, an interesting visual. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and it could be February is tough. February is a tough month around here. February, well, February is always, it's the coldest month. It's yeah. the, you know, typically by nature, it's the coldest month. It's the one that really yeah. pushes for hard snow. But you're sick of it. I mean, you're sick of the winter. All the holidays are gone. You still got a month plus hey, to go. don't forget Valentine's Day. Don't knock yeah. Valentine's Day. Even more. <laughs> Makes it even rougher. <laughs> That's color. It's red. Yeah. Um, it's not a guy's holiday. It was... Well, it is when they're breaking up with people. That's we'll do that show when we what? come February. I don't who know who breaks we did up that on Valentine's year. Day. Um, what? Who breaks up on who? What oh my God! You know. Oh, see, when you work in my business, you have no idea how awful people are to each other. Oh yeah. People break up on Valentine's oh, yeah. Day. Oh yeah. Or right before. Yeah. Or right after saying they didn't want to ruin it, but they do it the day after. Oh, I could tell you stories. Oh God. They're not good. So back to weather. Yeah. But um, but the but mental health um. In terms of uh, feeling depressed or not necessarily as much anxiety, but people start getting much more um, moody, sure. like bluesy, yeah. when it starts to get you know lighter earlier, lighter yeah. later, later. Yeah. Darker, <laughs> you know I mean? darker earlier. Darker earlier. Yeah, that's what I meant. You and, go to um, work in the dark. You come home in the dark. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then when you have that feeling of of the coolness setting in and you miss it, you know, and it's like oh, 
I didn't even get summer yet. That's what I was saying yesterday. I'm yeah. like, I feel like I haven't even had summer, even though I know I've done a ton of stuff. I'm like, I haven't had summer yet. Yeah. Um, and if you're not from this part of the country um, and you just don't have the same type of, we, you know, Northeast is such a unique experience because we're really, that in the Northwest, obviously, yeah. like Alaska, Washington, Oregon. Yeah. So, you know, but once it gets past that level, you don't really have that. Um, it just flashed on. It is going to be dark at 5 o'clock. I know. This is what I'm saying. And it's just like, that's just a depressing this thought. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, we only have 19 days before it's fall, officially. Yeah. So it's very it's very quick. And so um, But we're I okay think, until they shift the clocks. That's when that's when it becomes a problem. So it's, that's so it's, the day that really gets you. So there's a mental cognitive shift for people with the clock shift. And then there's also a biological innate genetic kind of shift when some people who are more genetically prone to seasonal affective things more depressive dis, you know disorders mm -hmm. they start shifting now just because it starts affecting them and it is regulated somewhat by the light because even though the shift in light is only about 20 30 minutes right now at nighttime yep. it starts actually changing the the rhythm in the you know the super chiasmatic nucleus Ooh. say that five times fast super right chiasmatic nucleus. nucleus right so it's it helps regulate our our sleep cycle mm -hmm. and so one once we start getting those little shifts in light, it will move our neurons to start feeling blah. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing that happens for animals. They start, you know, they, it's a signal to how they start gaining weight and putting on their winter fur and all those I things. Yep. This is why we gain 20 pounds over the winter. Oh, God. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> all the lovely things that come yeah. along with this, right? Well, thanks for picking me up this morning. I know. You're yeah. welcome. I just thought I'd make your day. So how do, how do we combat this? Because we don't have the physical light. It's, well, so there's a really great company. Again, I always have to do the, I'm not being paid for any of these yep. things. So one of the great companies that I've found over the past probably 15 years, that they and they've gotten better and better, is um, there's something to be said for the light box. Now, the light box, you can't just go to, people used to go to Sharper Image or Brookstone, and they'd have the, you know, this yep. is a winter light. And all these, but there's a company out of Alaska called Northern Lights, and they make a range of table lights full room lights and so keeping the light on a little bit longer keeps it reset and and it keeps your body into a set mode so even when the light is going they made it for people that live up north in the northwest yeah, sure. of alaska and the and is I it have, a particular light it's got to be a giving off a particular type of light it's a special kind of light mm -hmm. it's a combination of the uva uvb but with filtering in it that makes it so that you get the right kind of filter that needs to happen for yeah. your super chiasmatic nucleus mm -hmm. to regulate itself more correctly to keep it going so that you're extending your light so you know I, like for some clients i have them turn it on early in the morning like at 6 6 a.m and then go all the way through till 8 39 o'clock at night and then turn off so they have it always on in their homes yeah or they have it on in their office so that if they're in their office like a table one and then they go home to have it on as well because they're they're amazing um and i have clients now that swear by them whereas before when they had you know just the little light box you get a sharper image or whatever yeah. um but these are scientifically proven um you have to have um if you want a discount on it you have to have someone like me write a prescription and northern lights company does put out a prescription paper for it so that you really? get a doc like me to sign off on it so they you know get it at a reduced rate and also sometimes insurance will reimburse for it because they're really? expensive and they work great. So yeah. um, that's one of the kind of ways. Now, that doesn't work for everybody because some people it just doesn't work for. So I'm always a big fan of, you know what, exercise yeah. because exercise will make the serotonin in the brain, the mood regulator, the biggest mood regulator, um, along with your GABA and your dopamine, all the feel-good ones get them moving so that it will give you that long lasting feeling. Some people have exercise in the morning and I do it, I tailor it to each client depending on how they're feeling and what's going on. But a lot of times clients, I'll have them work out like right at the five o'clock, five thirty hour so that it gives them a little extra bump for the rest of the day. So they right. don't go to go home and feel blah. Yeah. Um, it just depends on the person and what they're presenting with. So that, and then staying away from heavy, heavy foods with salt um, and I say heavy foods, like just in the salt intake, heavy foods with carbs. People are more prone to eat. What's the point of eating at that point? <laughs> well, so you're, you you're telling me no pasta, no salt? Sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no potatoes, no pasta, no salt? Well, you can, I'm you Irish can, Italian. Give you, me a break. So I try to get people to stay consistent throughout the year on those because the yep. intake, because we all, as a 
course of being New Englanders, we all go to comfort food. Everyone starts going into yep. shepherd's pie, chicken pot pies. You and know, comfort all foods the stews, by stews, def- all the things that are yummy. What? And comfort foods, by definition, are high-carb Car- high carb foods, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So anything that's going to have, you know, a thick, thick broth, a thick um, flour enriched environment of sauce, um, things that have heavy potato, heavy roux, um, root vegetables, you know, the heavier carrots, turnips, even though they're all good for you. But people tend to go towards those daily or more than you normally would. So they're going to be weight gainers. And what does weight do? It makes you feel more down. It makes you feel more depressed. And then you add in the light change and you add in the cold weather. And so all those factors go with it. So, so, you know, okay, so we add in a light box and then we add in a way to, you know, exercise at least four or five times a week, if not all the time if you can and then you add in making sure that you're just consistent don't eat comfort foods and if you can't see me because you're listening to this it's air quoted comfort foods don't eat those every day stay away from bread stay away from pasta stay away from rice because it's filling that space for a lot of people we've talked about in so many shows that it's so fulfilling and winter time and and fall late fall and early winter is is sad time for a lot of people. It's the holidays that bring up sadness. It's yeah. the holiday times that bring up loss and um, reminiscing. And so you add all these emotional pieces and and physical pieces that happen. And then it really changes things for people. So And there's some just simple little changes for people to not fall into the trap of leading yourself down that path, you know. Um, so last year I actually broke down in January and February and bought some it's vitamin D, right? Yep. Is it D three specifically? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any benefit to that? Is that or is that a? No. So there's. So again. So more than not, I have clients that benefit from the D increase because we. So people say everyone needs it. Now, certain certain journals that have done the research on it would say that most people in the Northwest and Northeast and the the you know upper Midwest would need it right. um, more. It works in my anecdotal evidence on some people better than it does on others. Um, you have to have pretty good high doses of it, but you also have to be careful of how much because you can't have to, you know. So yeah. it's just we're we tend to just be lacking when we're from this area. So I think it doesn't hurt. There's no research that would say that it hurts only in excess doses. Right. So absolutely to add it in, but I wouldn't wait until February. Yeah, I'd start it earlier. Don't wait until it's right on top of you. Kind of start it, you know. November. Yeah. And then kind of run it through and then back it down in the summer because you're not getting it as much. Unless, of course, you have the light box. So if you have a light box and you won't necessarily need as high a dose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer and research would back it up, too, is the more B, the B complex. Now that you can definitely overdose on. So getting a generalized B complex that has the multiple B vitamins in it, that keeps your brain, all the different neurons on your brain functioning really well. So in addition to that, you could always do that as well because that's neurogenerative and it keeps your it, – it's like um, oiling up your brain, you yeah. know. And I think I think Dr. Mike was talking yep. about that last week a little bit too is just keeping – I bought a complex every, after right. the show, so I've been right. on it for a week. And? There's an interesting side effect, which we won't go into, but <laughs> – <laughs> I already know what that is. I already know. I, already, I should have warned you about that. It was, it was kind of a surprise. Uh, well. <laughs> so I had to go look up what is going on, and then, oh, no, it's that. <laughs> yeah. Should have warned you about that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so, so vitamin D, certainly, and you, but please, So you will know. that help your vitamin D production, or... Should you do both, or so you can? You absolutely can do both. I would definitely check with your um, primary care physician. You know, making sure because pe- certain people with certain different types of ailments have to be careful with oh, certain see. amounts yeah. of these things. Sure. So this is more of a generalized uh, statement because I'm not, you know, I, I'm not seeing all my listeners, so I can't say yes. You should go do that. This right. is more of like if you want to do something like that, you should talk to your um, primary care or go to a naturopath. Um, People, you know, sort of like have poo-pooed alternative medicine, like chiropractic care last week. Right. You know, like poo-pooed, like, oh, it's kind of crazy. It's, you know, hocus pocus. But actually, the vitamins have been around for centuries. It's been tried and true. There's things that are very proven in lots of um, not only research, but in good anecdotal um, evidence. My practice with lots of addiction work. I mean, those are because yeah. those are my go-tos. B, D, C, um, then a couple others as well. So, um, and they work great. And so it's just a matter of 
making sure you don't have anything that can contraindicate with it so that you don't create another issue or something else going on. So you have to check with your primary care. I did what anyone would do in that circumstance last week where uh, you guys told me about B-complex. I went to Market Basket. <laughs> oh, boy. And took it off the shelf. And so, But my first thought when you guys brought that up was, and I should get into that, and even when I wanted the B3 and I keep a little melatonin around, which is kind of a different thing, but um, can you get quality vitamin supplements on the grocery store shelf because they have a shelf life, right? I mean, even the, the bottle that I bought of the B-Complex has 172 capsules. That's like a quarter. <laughs> it's a quarter of a year. Yeah so, yeah, so I'm not of the mind to buy vitamins at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always very careful of where I get them and what brand. So I'm a whole food shopper of, of vitamins because they always have the high-end brands that are made really well, that, have, that they're the closest thing to an FDA approval of like standards that have right. all the, you know, when it says it's 100%, it's really 100%. Um, you have to be really careful with um, any store that will put vitamins and alternative supplements in their store when you read the labels, make sure it doesn't say, you know, make sure it says 100% something. Yep. If it's got the xanthan gum and yeah. um, sugar preservative and coloring and all this stuff, you don't need that. You just need 100% blah, blah, right. blah, ginger, turmeric, turmeric and, and, and um, black pepper, whatever it is, you want 100%. I find that... Um, if you go to locally up here, I know that like Hannaford's carries a really good brand across the line. Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, there's a couple brands that I particularly like um, that a lot of the naturopaths around the area would also probably go with as well. Um, but you can, you can do a search. I mean, I could give a couple brands out that I like, but there's a couple really good ones out there. But I wouldn't go so with as your generic brand yeah. of Market Basket or CVS oh, no. or Walgreens brand. You're, I, nah, I wouldn't do that. No, they were a major brand. But this is one of these situations where you, um, it pays to pay up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The the the. Um, <sighs> It's interesting because you don't – I was just thinking about your side effects for a second. When you have certain <laughs> side effects, yeah. oftentimes they're because the vitamin isn't – Oh. The, it, it's there, but it's it's got other fillers in it that it might be creating or exacerbating the problem Was it when it's pure. Right. It's not going to create that problem. So that's the first thing that came to mind when you said that. I'm like, oh, I wonder what brand you got. But Oh, that's funny because when I looked that up, it, it went right to that's, you know, excessive vitamin B. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, certainly we can have an off-air conversation yeah. about that, about the brand. Um, yeah. But I mean, de generally speaking, just look at the look at your labels. You know, if it's if it's saying yeah. like. But I, I I don't do this much. I don't do much in vitamins and things like that. And right. I, my instinct right away was, oh, dude, don't buy crap. You know, not that market basket stuff is crap, but no. you know, pay up a little bit if you're right. if you're going to do this, pay up a little bit, and that's why I wanted to ask you the question because yeah. that's been my impression through the years. Well, and there's and there's certain things. I mean, there's a reason why if you go into any of the pharmaceutical stores, right? And if, if especially now, I've I've always noticed in the past probably decade that that was interesting. I've always noticed in the past decade. Okay, so anyway, um, when you go across the board, you can see sort of the line of cheap. Yeah. Too expensive. And I wouldn't say that cheap is the worst or expensive is the best, but there's there's an in-between there right. that I wouldn't buy the cheapest and I don't necessarily would buy the most expensive because you can get the best somewhere in between. And that's really where, if I was to give you a brand, it's going to be those brands that fall in between because that's what yeah. I found works the best. And they... And, and they're sort of... Like, they're common and they're there on the shelf, but there's sort of so many... Right. There's so many choices for people that... Um, it's just really, you know, and again, checking with a naturopath or checking with your pri primary cares. I, I mean, not to knock a primary care. A lot of primary cares, one, you have a couple camps. One, they don't believe in naturopathy. They're not big believers in, in doing right. anything other than straight medication. Forget right. vitamins other than a multivitamin, which, by the way, I find that when people take a regular multivitamin, often that makes them worse in a lot of ways because it's got too much of some things that they don't need. Yeah. And even though it's a balanced vitamin, it sometimes can I have a, I have a, a friend who takes a vitamin and we've had to talk consistently about the fact that the multivitamin that they've taken has too much potassium in it. Yep. And when you have too much potassium, you can get toxic. And then she was bruising and like it gets into yeah. all these other things. And then, it, but the primary care physician wasn't picking that up. And then she went to a different 
and they picked it up because I said, you got to go see someone else to, to yep. I think that's what it is. And so that's what it was. But it's just, you have to just be careful of, you know, making sure that you're not going to have some weird interaction with it and yep. having those issues. So it's, I use my bourbon shopping technique, not too expensive, not too cheap. Right. Just find something right in the middle. Right. Uh, Matt, see, uh, let's see. Matt says, I'm always afraid that I won't be able to adjust to the fall and cold and dark, but then I always get used to it and it's fine. September is always nice still six weeks before it starts cooling off and the dark sets in. So, yeah, I mean, that's the turning point for me when the, when the dark sets in. And, and so that and first day after the clocks change and you walk out of work and it's like, oh, my God, the and day, it's day is over. And it's pitch black. Yeah, the day is over. Yeah. Right. So this is where... I mean, most people, you know, as we know, most people adjust, but there's a certain percentage of people that now have really seasonal affective symptoms and not even necessarily the disorder, but the symptoms. That would be a we symptom. We should stop at that, by the way. The whole clock change, we should stop. And, and well, and there's lots of talk about that, right? And so, in fact, I've, I've been a proponent of that, A and B. I would go to Atlantic time. I wouldn't mind if they pushed us up an hour. Well, and, and that's, well, that's why, okay, so going back to it really quickly, so, yeah. so just that, those symptoms themselves present in so many people, like you and Matt is saying, like, you know, you adjust to it and you worry about right. it, but then it passes and you, and, you, and you fit into it. But those symptoms happen for so many people because of exactly what you're saying. And then, you know, having the clocks stay the same or bumping them ahead, you know, that would be great because, I mean, many people, one of the reasons why they go to either Arizona or Florida is because the time stays the same. Now, yeah. I mean, in Florida, you know, you go down and it's still sunset doesn't happen in January, February till seven, seven thirty. It's an hour so difference. So it feels yeah. Yeah. much better. Whereas when you come right back here, it's four oh two, and you, yeah. it's and you get up and it's dark, and you go to you come out of work and it's dark. So, um, but I think that Matt's speaking for a vast majority of people when he when he posted that that says says that. Shirley says, great subject today. I'm a bit skeptical about buying vitamins at the grocery store. Favorite source for her vitamins is Johnson Compounding and Wellness in Waltham, Massachusetts. Excellent, excellent resource. So so for, for people that are obviously in certain areas, there's, there's some great, um, and I know Shirley. So Shirley, thank you for throwing that out there. Um, that's a great uh, resource. There's a couple of, of good compounding places that are great buyers of good high-end vitamins. So you're going to find those. Um, in places where you would consider health and wellness uh, more of a priority in the community. So I, you know, where I work in Bedford, Mass, yep. um, Concord, Bedford, Lexington, Waltham, um, Arlington, closer to Boston, all of those kind of areas tend to have up here, Andover, Tewksbury, they all have like little compounding or naturopla naturopathy places where you can get, you know, what you consider better brands. So, is, um, is, and if you find a brand that you like, like Shirley was saying, yeah. certainly that's going to be better. Um, and usually the, the pharmacist in the comp, because it's usually, you know, a, a doctorate level pharmacist doing the compounding and selling the vitamins, they have exceptional knowledge of that because they've decided to go into that particular part of pharmacy instead of just straight medical. I've never heard of a compounding place. So what do I Google? Compounding near me? What do I so you so <laughs> um, so I'm not. You could. <clears throat> I mean, I think that if you look up um, local, like something like a Google search on local compounding pharmacies. Mm -hmm. That would be. Oh, is it is it part of a pharmacy or is a compounding so thing a standalone? Type so it's of, usually yeah. a, it's usually a pharmacy that's more holistic. They'll yeah. sell the regular mainstream meds, but most of the time they'll have a, you know, it's kind of like azithromycin. So if we take a mainstream, right? Yep. Azithromycin oftentimes has to be compounded. Um, so it has to be mixed, and then that's why you put it in the fridge because it has to be someone has to actually do it and put it together. It doesn't come already ready made. Right. So so pharmacies oftentimes won't regular pharmacies won't do that. You have to go to a specialty compounding pharmacy to do that. So um, you just look up local compounding pharmacies, and so they have them. Um, but I know so <clears throat> they probably have one up near you. Yeah, I'm imagining they do. I'll try to find it's it yeah. out of my purview, but I'm sure that they do. But now it'll be a mission for me to find you on today. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, but sh as Shirley was saying, and there's and there's some great ones where the, and they have, they're a little bit different in terms of how they uh, hire staff as well. In my experience, is that they are able to talk to you because they are almost always trained. Not the people that typically you know are stocking the shelves, but people in general in the pharmacy itself have a great understanding of what mixes, what the contraindications are. You can talk to them about your, you know, your 
your disorders that you have, if you have like diabetes, which one you shouldn't take, why would this work? There's much more of a breadth of understanding of the mix of things like that. So they're great places to go if you are looking to supplement without going into full medical medication. I liked your point about the vitamin complex because I'm guessing, not to be sexist here, I'm guessing this is especially true of women. I know my ex-wife had iron deficiencies quite a bit, and that led to a lot of bruising as well, and you could tell. So while the compound is balanced, it doesn't necessarily fit the need of the person. Right. So there's stuff in there that a person may not need at all. They Correct. may already be generating an excess Correct. of it. Or there may be not enough of what they specifically need in there. Correct. Yeah. That's that's why it's. I think it's so important to really find someone like, you know, a compounding place or someone that's in naturopathy or holistic medicine, you know, like Dr. Mike, myself, that knows the range of all those types of supplements yeah. and stuff. Because when you throw it all at a multi at somebody, it it often will hit that problem that you're you're un, you know you're either underdoing on something or overdoing on another and missing the mark somewhere in between yeah. and there's no perfect science to it at this point there really isn't but there's certain things for sure that we know that you don't need extra of and you know there's there i have to put a little caveat out there that some of the natural paths out there are private pay so they're very expensive yeah. they do a whole blood workup and all those things i don't necessarily feel that people need to do that um because it could cost you up into the multiple thousands of dollars with and it's not insurance covered because they don't get recognized as as the, the mainstream doctor but um I highly recommend that you can go to them. They'll still give you recommendations. Yep. They just don't have to do all the blood work. Um, the blood work, you know, figures out whether or not you have a tolerance for, you know, myelination on certain types of complex of B, whether or not your body will metabolize it or not. Mm, you know, six and one half dozen the yeah. other. I have clients that have come back from these expensive places and told me that they're they're allergic to these particular things because the blood work says so. And then five years later, they're like, forget it. I'm going to try it anyways because I feel and then they're fine. So, I mean, it's it's again, it's one of those things. It's hit or miss. I think it's just like, you know, regular medicine. You, you know, yeah. some people are totally fine on something. And then all the of a sudden you yeah. take something, you know, like sulfa. You can't. Yeah. Some people are allergic to sulfa. So yeah. it's really, you know, be a smart critical thinking consumer and and but this is advocacy for yourself don't you don't have to you know protecting your mental health and your well-being in general is you don't have to just buy in literally to this is what mainstream says you should do there's millions of different things starting with good food good sleep good exercise and just good wellness habits that's a great way before you even start putting stuff in your body right talk a little bit let's go back to the uh, potassium that you talked yeah. about and getting too much of a particular element because and correct me if I'm wrong on this one I've always been a big vitamin C guy so yes. I'll, I'll take a vitamin water and some of them have more than 100% of what yes. you need and I'll do a couple of days. I don't care because the body flushes it it doesn't right. have a problem with that but there are, are there some elements in some of these complexes that will give you problems if you yeah so have you, too much. so so with vitamin C just for for people because people will stock up and like load up on that there's a certain point where you get to and and I won't give the exact number here because I'm not giving the advice but there's a certain number of the international units of how much you take on that before it gets to a level where you're just basically peeing it yeah. You're just peeing it out. It's yeah. not going to do you any good on a daily basis if you take extra, right? Yeah, just keep um, topping off. That's all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, and and then and then with other types of of vitamin C in that way, I would say is probably. I'm being careful with my words. Innocuous in terms of you're not gonna, right. you're not gonna get sick. You're just gonna pee it out. You're gonna right. flush out. You know, whatever. But they're very particular, uh, like potassium. You can you, you have syndromes. You get toxic syndromes from them. You can get um, you know very sick from them. You can yeah. die potentially from them. Um, so, so for just to start with an example, potassium more potassium than you need. How does that manifest itself? What are you what are you feeling? What are you what are you experiencing? So so again, it always depends on the person. Sure. But by and large, you know, oftentimes when I've seen people have and too much see a doctor, we're not giving medical advice. Here. They should absolutely yeah. they should absolutely see the doctor. But you know, when you start seeing bruising, usually when I see patients that are on too much potassium, I see bruising. Yep. And they're too young to be bruising the way that they're bruising, in my mind, right? Hmm. It's harder to detect detect in an older person because there's usually 
and in my experience, there's usually 15 different medications or something else that we have to like kind of, you know, cherry pick through each one going, wonder if yeah. that's it, wonder if that's it. But when you've got a person taking a couple of vitamins or um, it's easier to pick out. Um, so for, so for potassium, okay. so bruising, um, sometimes people get a little bit more of like a dizzy feeling when they stand up um, or nauseous, or sometimes they get diarrhea lovely thought right, yeah um and it and and those are, and usually they're not taking other things you know you have to be careful like when you have potassium or anything with potassium base when you're mixing it with um things like warfarin blood thinners coumadin um because they don't they don't like each other and so a lot of times hmm. um doctors don't remind their clients that that's true or they just aren't thinking that that will happen i'm not sure but i often have seen that happen that you know like you can't take eloquist or warfarin or certain things when you're on vitamin on potassium or certain things that have potassium in it because it's going to overdo there's a combination so you should go back to your primary care and really talk to them about that and if your primary care says oh no it's okay and you don't feel comfortable with that because you know something's still not feeling right seek out a naturopath the most yeah. most naturopaths will be able to say this is a problem because they know the they know the vitamin better than they'll know necessarily like the other side so it's right. a nice combination um but those are some of the things uh sometimes you'll get like a i think i've seen what I would call more of like a, a hypoglycemic effect, like a sugar crash in people with some of the potassium, <laughs> um, you know, that, that lightheaded, you know, diabetic-y kind of blah happen. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen over one time. It's more of a buildup in potassium that gets toxic in the system. So, Okay, will you get, will the body produce excessive amounts of potassium or when you have this condition, you should be looking at something you're intaking? Repeat it one more time. The, if you have excessive potassium, yeah, will the body is there? Are there instances where the body produces excessive potassium, or if you do, when you have this problem, you should look at some external source. You're taking some when you have this problem, you should look at some external source. Yeah. When it's the ex, when it's the excess, yeah, you can have a drop in potassium on your own. Yep. Typically when it's, you know, it doesn't say that it can't happen, but by and large, my experience is that when people have it and it's, it's the excess, it's external. You know, people that eat a banana a day and they already have a good level of potassium in their body naturally, mm -hmm. that might be something that will give them that, um, the blah, that blah feeling. And, you know, and bananas are carbohydrate. Bananas are quick fix to like, you know, feeling, um, sugar, sugar drops. And so when you're, when you're just like regular normal pattern of, of potassium in your body and it's nice yeah. and level and you start overdoing on bananas and higher potassium things, you're likely to create more. And then you start having that sluggish feeling. Um, I've not seen anyone overdose on bananas, but I've certainly seen a higher <laughs> level of um, potassium on, on, on blood levels when they come to the office. Um, when I, and I find out that they're eating a lot of uh, spinach, high potassium, a lot of bananas, you know, because they were trying to compensate for a different issue they came in with. And all right. of a sudden now they're on the other side of it going, now, why does it matter to me? All these things are in my purview because I'm an integrative medical practitioner right. in terms of like mental health. So it matters because they all impact a person's way of sure. being in the world and like cognitive functioning changes with all these kinds of changes, um, ability to motorically move around, just processing information. You can look demented. You can actually look cognitively impaired to a dementia point if you have some of these imbalances to extremes. So this is one of my reasons why I know a lot of these things and, and try to help people figure out what's going on. Because oftentimes people will get sent to me saying this person has a mental health issue and there's nothing else underlying. And then when we really peel back the onion and yeah. look at all the medical things with all the medications and all the vitamins and their food intake, because I do a full inventory of everything they're doing, we realize, oh, well, you're doing this, this, and this. And it's usually like that food's, you know, it's, you know, like if we take potassium, poor potassium is getting picked on yeah, today. It's like yeah. high red meat diet, lots of green leafy vegetables. Great. That's all healthy. You know, bananas, you know, high, and then you realize, wow, that person's loading up. Oh, yeah. and they're taking a multivitamin with 100% potassium. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, will a normal blood workup show this or is this something you should have? If you're having some issues, maybe you should look into it and just get a, a specific blood workup. So a normal blood workup, if you go to your regular yearly, if you're if you're consistent, will show a higher. It will show your levels. Um, 
I advocate for clients to always get their results and when they're in the range. So when you, have you ever seen your results on a, on no. a blood lab? No. Okay. So I'm going to advocate for you to advocate for yourself to yes. do this. So grab your, grab your results, get them, you know, don't just take the answer on the phone. Like everything's within the normal range. Right. So here's what happens. <clears throat> this is what I see in my practice is I'll get the, the lab and it will be within the normal range. Now the range could be, let's give a hypothetical between 50 and a hundred. Well, their range is you're going to die on one end. You're going <laughs> to die on the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's the yeah. all or nothing right. theory, yeah. right? So yeah. at the low end, there's a problem at the high end, there's a problem. Yeah. Right. And so your, your goal would be that you have a therapeutic range of whatever the chemical is in your body that you're testing for right in the middle somewhere, or if it's close. When we start getting closer to the outlying areas of the 50 or the 100, that's when we have, ooh, that's a problem yeah. or potentially a problem. And what many people will do is they'll come and say, well, my doctor said I was at, a 40, I was at 51, and the, the, the limit is 50. That tells me that we're, one, we're one, two standard deviations, basically one over, yeah. right, from the problem. So that means that that problem that's at that end is more likely happening, which is what we're seeing. But oftentimes what you'll hear, and you've probably seen this, and I've certainly had this happen to me, my doctor will be, you're in the range. Yeah. I'm in the range by a point. Yeah. I want to be in the range. I want to be smack in the middle somewhere really close to that middle of that 50 to 100. I don't want to be at 99 or 51 yeah, uh, or 49 and 101 yeah. because if you're on that, the edge circumstances yeah, if you're on the edge circumstances can put you over really easily. Right. Yeah. And in certain now here's here's where it can get, kind of get scary. On some of these things if we're talking about like vitamin imbalances or blood levels that are off in certain things and you're taking certain medications in terms of mental health issues, it can make people can become psychotic, like they actually have breakthrough hallucinations and look like they're somewhat crazy. So you have to be really mindful that you have to know those things, and that's what part of advocacy and medical health care is: is yeah. knowing what you know. It's great to trust your doctor, trusting me, but I want you to say, "What does that mean?" I'm. I'd rather you say, "What does that mean?" Can you show me? Yeah. Than just being like, "Oh, I'm in the range." I want to know what that range is because it's. Yeah. You know, you could miss all kinds of things. Now, I think most practitioners I've come in contact with that I work with, they're really good at being right on the money. They'll say, you know, you're two points over. That's, you know, that's still too high. Or But you'll still have to, you should be monitoring that because sometimes yeah. it, it's just, oh, it's in the range. It's fine. So it's it's super important. And, and if you don't know how to read it and you don't understand it, certainly ask your doctor. And if they don't tell you, that's what Google's for. Even though I do not like sending people to Google because it makes people sometimes worse, you yeah. can like if it says you know uh, something by volume or something per milliliter, you know a thousand points per milliliter or whatever, and you have no idea what that means, and you don't have anyone to access. Certainly look up what does that mean because then you can convert it, you know, mathematically in your head to figure out what the range is. And oftentimes you can put in what's a normal range of blah 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 blah. If it's on the and it now. Um, like PubMed will give you yeah. if you're at this end or this end. They're, they're, PubMed is like a great research resource for knowing those things because one of the things that they I would imagine has come from these kinds of questions that we're talking about today is people ask, well, what does it mean to be at that end of the range? Because it will automatically pop up now and say, right. like, if you're at that end of the range, this is likely, or you should check with your doctor or at that end of the range. Um, it doesn't combine like what could happen mental health wise, but that's where you have someone like integrative, like yep. a holistic person or like me or a naturopath come in and say, well, this is how it plays out. And um, many of many vitamin overages or underages, they are little culprits for mental health issues. And people don't realize that. Yeah. Just a little tweaking of something. Sure. Even dietary wise, not even having to add in, you know, you don't have to take any of the vitamins. You can just change some diet stuff. And it can change that because it's just a little bit and it can just throw you off and feeling either yay or well, blah. Think about where we started the program where a little shift in light can change right. your mental outlook. So right. imagine what a, a uh, deficiency or an overabundance of of your regulatory system. Exactly. So I'm, I'm guessing people who, and there are a lot of people who fall in these categories. We're talking uh, diabetics, autoimmune diseases, right. uh, rheumatoid, arthritis. lupus, yep. arthritis, people who are on... Brain nodes. People who are on long-term prescriptions are particularly vulnerable to these types of imbalances, I would imagine. Absolutely. So anything that's... So you figure anything that you're putting into your body, right? Yeah. Even sugar 
caffeine yeah. is going to move your immune system around. So if then you're adding in what I consider man-made medical interventions. Mm -hmm. Now you're even compromising it more because you're trading off one thing to fix another to, you know, so you're always moving and shifting things around. I mean, the prime example, I always, I have a lot of women in my practice, you know, athletes. And so they'll get some, they'll get a, you know, they're athletes. This is going to probably gross you out, but they get yeast infections because mm -hmm. they sit in their sweaty clothes, which will lead to a urinary tract infection. So you have to treat the urinary tract infection with an antibiotic. And what does an antibiotic do? It gives women yeast infections. So now you got to start with the yeast infection medication, and then you got to. So now we've got four different things on board. Yeah. <laughs> trying to fix the one problem that it started with, but it it threw off the whole system. And in the meantime, there's four other things that can be done naturally to take down three of the medications to keep that one working to then not have it happen to have all the interactions. They're all just natural and not moving it into the next medication, the next medication, because they're all pushing something else. And this can be, this can be really innocuous stuff. When I, yeah. in my playing days, I was dealing with an injury at a time and I always liked ibuprofen. That was my painkiller uh -huh. of choice. And this was a particularly painful injury and I was trying to work through it. I was taking a lot of ibuprofen until I screwed my liver up. Yep. in a big way and yep. it was ha wasn't something that I had experienced before and I imagine that strain I put on the liver just threw off everything else in my Absolutely. body. Absolutely. Well, because your liver, right, is yeah. your filter. Yeah. It's your cleaner. It's your it's your go-to. It's like I want to say everything because I was being exaggerating, but yeah. it's like everything get goes through and metabolizes through your liver and kidneys. Right. So, you know, certain medications, certain foods, they're very specific to going through there. So the liver's I mean, for very um, basic kind of skeleton um, way of describing this is it literally filters out what it needs in the body and then gets rid of the rest. Right. And so if, you're, if your liver is shot in some way because either you've taken too much ibuprofen or Tylenol or alcohol or sugar even, right, because yeah. it kills the pancreas, right, right. Uh, then you have a filtering issue and then it messes up a whole nother set of things. And so that changes all the regulation. If, right. if the liver isn't filtering effectively, all your regulation is off and the body's just churning to try to balance everything. Right. Out. We think the way I describe to patients about their liver, you know, I, this conversation happens a lot with people who are, are in addiction, right? Because mm -hmm. this is sure. a, clo a clogger of the filter. So your liver, you know, cirrhosis of the liver or, or any kind of liver functional problem will come from the fact that it's like a clogged drain. And if you've ever seen a clogged drain with like, you know, you put a sink stopper in and all the stuff gets, all the food in the drain comes in and stops. And then it's just slowly filtering. Yeah. Imagine your body has a filter that's now clogged with all these items and it's still filtering, but it's really slow. And your body's trying to function and, it, right. you know, it's like the sink is trying to still process the water through, but it can't. And how yeah. do you clean that out? Well, it's not as simple as just taking the thing out and throwing it away. Right. This is like a whole big thing. And, man, it takes, you know, water, you know, water flushes and all those things are great. But when you get to that point, now you've got a major filtering issue. And how, why does that matter in mental health? Because that the liver, when it breaks down and filters well and, and healthy, it's sending back all the nutrients that send the signals to all the brain parts that actually make your involuntary and voluntary movements all the things that help your limbic system, your emotional center regulate, right. people don't realize that they all talk to each other and make you feel good because yep. <laughs> they all go together. But people people are still very much of the mindset, even though we've come a ton long way, people are still of the mindset that everything's separated. And it's not. The liver and the kidney and that whole area right. just is the best functioner to make us feel good. Yeah, it's vitally important. I mean, the body is constantly trying to regulate. Anything you do Absolutely. to mess up that that function is going to you're going to get blowback from it right, right? yeah well and so so in the case of like especially um, when you do it chronically long term when you're dealing with again with a long-term prescription or you know a long-term uh too much sugar or too much alcohol or you right. know, some so, kind of dietary deficiency so if you're so we'll take a basic thing like uh, you know the the process of like sugar mm. right if if people are sugar eaters now people will say to me i'm not a dessert eater because their mindset goes into that's sugar equals dessert. Just like people say, I'm not an alcohol drinker. I only drink beer. Yeah. It's alcohol, by the way. <laughs> okay. So, so let's so just So at any point in your life, if you've ever, ever tried to cut down your sugar, you start to realize it How is much? everywhere. Exactly. It, it's almost impossible. Exactly. Yeah. And, sugar, and sugar changes your whole brain chemistry. 
And so I think we've talked about this many, many shows ago, but, you know, there's a um, there's a captain, I believe, or a colonel in the um, Air Force um, in the military that has done all the research on on the glycemic index. And, and really what they are finding is that Alzheimer's and the dementia, they're really shifting it over to being more like a diabetes type three, that it's sugar based of all the years of people who just eat, you know, and it's not even an excess thing necessarily. It's just people who've had, you know, you when we first saw Alzheimer's come out, Alzheimer's, you know, in psychology is, you know, it's that cognitive impairment that comes along over the stepwise because Alzheimer's works stepwise and phases. And it's the placking that builds up on, on the vascular system in the brain. And so on and so forth. This is a very loose right. way of describing this. But um, and and what they found, which is so easy now to believe, is that you think just like with diabetes regular one and two, it's that it's that basically clogging of your right. system. And now it's based on the sugar. So you figure all the people that really originally had Alzheimer's were coming up through the depression, coming up through, you know, those periods of time where what were people eating? Bread. Yeah. Right, things that were inexpensive, and things that were inexpensive were highly wheat-based, carb-based right. potatoes, um, carrots, like things that were inexpensive, had high sugar content, made made you could make it stretch for seventeen thousand people at a time, right. and you and you eat a lot of that. I mean, so if you're if anyone's interested, you certainly can go out and put diabetes type three in a Google search, um, Alzheimer's, and it's out there because she's been doing tons right. of research over the past fifteen years on it, um, and and doctors in the medical field have been much more leaning towards that and it gives us understanding too about like helping people with their diets early on about how important non-carb non um refined carb based diets are important for because Mm -hmm. when you have refined sugars you know the the whole wheat the wheat um things with heavy gluten bases um all those things that are producing sugar you know People who eat tons of grapes, tons of carrots, they're great for you, but in moderation. Right. Um, it just happens to be that they're cheaper. So people load up in filler, talk about fall, right? right? The root vegetables, they're all good for you. But when you're only yeah. eating those and that's all you're pushing towards, you're putting this amount of sugar in the body that's changing your body chemistry and also makes you mentally health-wise blah. Yeah. It increases your anxiety in many people. Um, who are already prone to it, and it increases depressive symptoms and features in people. Um, we also see that it changes people with, you know, schizophrenia. We've seen people that it changes with bipolar disorder in terms of their mood stabilization around what they eat. ADD, right, attention deficit disorder, attention mm-hmm. hyper- deficit hyperactivity disorder with the inattentive type, all those things. Food, you know, back in the day, back in the 70s, 80s, Dr. Barkley would talk about, you know, food and items that had high sugar and, you know, your kids would be bouncing off the wall. It still talked about like, oh, you give yep. your kids lots of sugar. Here you go. I'm sending them back home to you. There's something to be said for the fact that sugar really impacts so many pieces of the body. And and that's just a basic one because your body becomes addicted to it. So to your point, taking away sugar for two weeks. So I have one. I have my class sometimes say, you know, how long can you make it the next two weeks without sugar? And I have about four or five people can do it. And then the rest of them, like, I couldn't do it after two days because <laughs> they realize how much sugar is in everything that they eat. Well, okay, now you've kind of scared me a little bit. Because oh, no. I didn't want to scare you. My, my thoughts on this initially were, you know, what people should do is they should read labels. And Absolutely. read for sugar content. Right. And what you'll find out pretty much is there's a ton of sugar and everything, and it's like four grams of sugar is about a packet of sugar, yep. right? Yep. About four grams of sugar. So you're going to find out how much sugar you're consuming, and what that leads you to, hopefully, is if you're reading a label, go somewhere else. In other words, shop right. the perimeter of the stores. Right. Stuff that isn't processed, stuff that doesn't have a, a ingredients label. Exactly. But then you're running into me into carrots and potatoes. What else that is on the exterior of the store? What else without a, without a ingredients label should I be wary of in terms of my sugar intake? So so the thing is, is that everything on the perimeters of store, so if people that are listening have never heard this theory before, yeah. which is pretty straightforward, is that everything on the perimeter of the store is going to be your healthy stuff, mm-hmm. and everything as you go more and more towards the center is going to be your processed stuff that you really shouldn't eat yeah. very if, often. If you can microwave it or it's in a box. If it's in a box, Look, you probably shouldn't be eating it, yeah, right? Yeah. Because it's going to be loaded with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you will find organic things that are made that you know have gluten free that you know all those things that are are okay. But typically, those are still found on the 
outside first two I you know the right. first outside perimeters um, but so carrots and potatoes and those vegetables that I had just mentioned there's nothing wrong with them at all it's that people get they assume because they're natural and because they're vegetables they're healthy for you yeah. so they eat lots of them the thing is eat them but also you should be eating cucumbers tomatoes um, squash right. uh, asparagus broccoli spinach lettuce um, variety of fruits oh, okay. don't just pick okay, that's, grapes that's berries fine. but like yeah. you have to pick you you know something that's not just the same two every night um, people get in the habit of like potato every night or every other night that is not right. good for your brain that right. just isn't good for your mental health but it's also not good for your brain plus your body talk about filtering right carbs if you look at lots of the different like recommendations and the nutritional scales is you shouldn't have the same carb twice in a row so if you have potato today no potato tomorrow you can really? have rice instead or if you're doing those if you're still a carb eater then make sure because your body has to have a chance to break it down so if you're always loading it up it's just like medication you're coming to a steady state eventually it's like you're saturated and where's it going so you have to give the body a chance to break it down so anything on the perimeter of the store is going to be for the most part good for you um and you just have to be mindful of reading the labels and even you know if you get a package of carrots it will tell you how much sugar is in the carrots and it's not that it's sugar's fine as long as you're not excessive on right. it you know for if you go to this if you go to dunkin donuts or starbucks and you order four creams seven sugars which i see people do oh. i'm like it's cringeworthy, right? Because you know, in my mind, immediately I know what the body does and where the brain goes, and that person is going to be in an hour exhausted and yeah. wonder why, right? Because it makes your it goes right to that brain center right. that makes you tired in the sugar hypothalamus. rush. Yeah, it we makes you it sugar is, rush, yeah. makes you feel great. They say it's the coffee, but they didn't have any coffee in that coffee. It was all sugar. Yeah. And then it's the same thing. And, you know, cream has the sugar in it as well, so you have that. But so when you're in the store, just buy variety. Buy variety. You Keep know? mixing it up. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of kind of your exercise advice too. You sh shouldn't be doing the same routine all the time. Correct. You, you got to mix it up. Correct. It should be a combination. You know, obviously, yeah. if you want to run every day like I do, right? Run every day, but also cross train and put other things in, or use the elliptical, or get some balance, and so that it, your body starts to know that it never ex knows what to expect. Right. Yeah. Routine gets routine. There's a reason why. Right. That's great. There's nothing wrong with rituals and routines. However, if it gets into a rut and you get stuck, then you're going to have that across your board and it's going to be very difficult to break, which is why this yep. season is hard because people start getting into September to April up here in New England into this rut because the routine begins, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. we're socialized into it. Talk about sugar. Here it comes, the apple pies and the apple picking and yeah. the apple cider donuts, all which I love, by the way. Yes. But I can't eat them all the time. I used to love the pumpkin. I'm, I love pumpkin muffins from Dunkin' yeah. Donuts until I saw that they were almost 600 calories a piece. And then I, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, I don't love them that much anymore because I, and it's not that I would, I'm not monitoring my calories, but I also am like, that's a lot of calories in one, that, that's like, ugh, yeah. they're great, but they just can't do that. Let's take that right to awareness because yes. it's interesting that so many different points in your life, for example, the money you're spending, being aware of the money you're spending creates change in behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're trying to lose weight and you're keeping track of the input of your food, that changes behavior. Right. Uh, so these programs that, that will track your food input, they're useful because they will flag some of these things. Well, some of them will flag some of these right. things, won't they? Yes. Well, yeah. and so, you know, I have a friend that does Weight Watchers point, point system. And um, and I know that when she logs in and she she looks up all the different food items, like she will go off of that saying, oh, she, she'll, make, she'll understand it once she sees it because it explains it out. Yeah. Like that's worth X amount of points because it's high in, you know, it will. Right. And it, I think that's a great way for people to become really aware of what they're eating. And I think that um, to Weight Watchers point, I can't tell you again, can't say that they're the best place to yeah. go, but I know that they have become exceptional at they have every product listed. They'll give you exact amounts. Yeah. They'll tell you what and how much and why. And, and um, you know, if, people, if that works for people, great, because it teaches them the awareness that we're talking about of, like, that's yeah. not good for you. Or if that has 12 points in it and you're used to eating one point, yeah. 
there must be something up with that that you can't because that's a lot of points to sacrifice for that one little thing. There's a reason why. Right. See, the, this is what happens when you become aware, and there are several free uh, programs. Yes. There's LifeSum apps. There's yes. Under Armour has MyFitnessPal right. where you can log your food, and it's a worthwhile exercise if only because – and things have changed. Like you talk about Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. and Dunkin' Donuts has calories on the menu yes. now. And it's important to note these things yes. because you can do – you can cut your calories without performing austerity. In other words, it comes down to – um, like you said, that muffin, I love that muffin, but it's 600 calories. What I could do with that other 300 calories if I got something right. that was only 300 calories, you start bargaining with yourself. And it doesn't mean you're being upset. You're just making better choices. Exactly. You know, it's like I don't – I shouldn't name the – I'm going to. Uh, the, I don't go to the 99s anymore. because My daughter used to work there, so I used to go there once in a while. And then he started putting calories on the menu, and he said, there is nothing in this place I can eat. Right. Because there are half of them a thousand calorie meals. It's like, that's right. nuts. That's absolutely well, so, nuts. So here's. So and you don't realize it. Well, you don't realize that muffin 600. Uh, my girlfriend and the daughter brought me a whoopie pie, and it, oh. had, it had 600 calories right on the top of it. Yep. And I said, You guys are splitting in this with me because I'll eat it. If you yep. just leave it in front of me, I'll eat it. And well, and it's. It, so it's, it was a really cool thing you bring up this point. So. I I hadn't been to any of like the kind of mainstream restaurants since the pandemic happened, yeah. and I just happened to go and eat out at an outdoor spot at the Applebee's. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, right? They've got their calories and, on the menu. And right? this yeah. and this group of you know four people that were in their probably late sixties, early seventies, were all finished their dinner, and I could overhear them. They were all talking about one of the desserts, which I won't name, but mm -hmm. you can all figure it out. That had something like sixteen hundred and eighty calories in it. And they never knew that. So they were all talking about how if they had known that before, they wouldn't have ever because they were all order they were all gonna order one each. And they decided to collectively calories. order one and share it together. And that that actually made me happy that I was like, Oh, they yeah. this little piece of information made them make a better choice for themselves that they didn't need to have that's sixteen hundred eighty calories for most people that's is a day. Over right. <laughs> a day. Yeah. And so excuse me. And so it's just and then, and then it's all sugar, and and they were having that conversation that we've had today of like how when they eat that it makes them feel so terrible, and they don't feel good afterwards, and why? And then you know, some yeah. of them are talking about it makes them have to go to the bathroom, and some of them said it makes them have a headache. This is kind of to the point of the whole conversation today is like that's all mental health related. Is that yep. it drags you food items or things that you put in your body or choices that you make to take something from you know don't have six hundred calories, have three hundred, and then five hours later have another 300 it depends yep. on what you're putting in you know still by the way i have to make the point that 300 calories of oreos is still oreos 300 calories doesn't mean just because you had 300 calories it's right <laughs> so right. people it's like it's only a 100 calorie pack that that whole misnomer of those calorie packs yeah. makes me crazy with kids because people would be like i sent my kid with snacks three th 100 calorie packs when well, they've had 300 calories of sugar Yep. So just because it's all calories aren't the same, right? Yeah. So and and I and when we've done a show before on that, and people have asked me after, like, well, if it's a hundred calories, it's a hundred calories. Well, yes, but no. So a hundred calories of of um, raspberries is very different than a hundred calories of Oreos. Right. And they burn, but Stop they'll burn Oreos, differently. Probably. They sit on you differently. Yep. They metabolize differently, and they impact you differently. So, you know, if you ever want to do an experiment, have a handful of raspberries and wait an hour and see how that makes you feel. And then yeah. an hour later, have the handful of, of Oreos and see how that makes you feel. You will note a difference. If you don't, I'd be surprised because it's just stark difference between your body and how your mind feels. All right, so check me because I went through this weight loss and I couldn't do, you know, you start reading. If you start reading on this, if you go to the Google machine yeah. and you start reading on this, you, you get 100 different sites and yep. 200 different opinions mm -hmm. on, on what's going on. So basically when I started this, I just decided I was going to work on a calorie deficit. I was right. going to burn 500 more calories a day than, took in. than I took in. Right. And that required me in a, to do an accounting of how many calories I was burning yep. and an accounting of how many calories I was taking in. So that was the start of it. And once I got going and got results, I said, I can do 1,000 a day. And so I started doing that. But you get down to making bargains with yourself because you have to eat, right? And you have to yes. not feel hungry. So what you learn is you take in some protein. That's going to last longer. The difference right. between a handful of raspberries and a handful of Oreos. You eat 100 calories of Oreos, you're hungry three minutes later. Right. 
right? Exactly. You need food that you can take <clears throat> that 100 calories or 300 calories, and that's going to sustain you for an hour or two. Exactly. Which gets us into grazing and that a whole other thing. Exactly. But, instead, but the basics of it are calorie deficit, and I understand not all calories are the same. Right. But what you learn if you're trying to keep your calories down is you learn about the ones that will sustain you longer, that will satisfy you longer. Right. And you start getting really good at that. Right. And, and so and so a couple points there. Um, protein is your friend. Yeah. Protein, excess protein will make you gain weight, by the way. So for people, because people are like, I'm going to eat protein. It make me feel good and whatever. And then if you eat too much of that, you're also going to gain weight. Yeah. So, so. Well, you there's know, no silver bullet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but protein is your friend in terms of the fact that when you eat it, it sustains you to keep you away from the poor choice foods that you would typically instant gratification seek out because they feel good in the moment. Right. Because what protein does is it protects the brain. Mm. Talk about amazing mental health food, right? It protects the brain from craving yep. the stuff that feeds the um, the addiction of needing to have something to fill the space. Right. So And it, it is the last thing the body burns, right? Right. And, yeah. Right. And it will sustain you because it it helps put you into ketosis. And so ketosis is an important part of the glycemic index piece of your brain. We talk about all the sugar stuff today and sort of been all over the place, but um, maybe we'll, we'll do a different show on how to talk about that for brain power. But when you have good amount of protein, if you had like three eggs this morning, you know, like if you go on the Marine Corps diet, it's three eggs in the morning, three hard-boiled eggs or fried, right? By 12... You're not hungry specifically for anything like, oh, you know how people are like, I'm yeah. craving a blah, blah, blah. You're just ready for another set of protein with some greens, and you don't need to have a carb that's refined. You could have like Brussels sprouts, or you could have something that's going to be an, uh, you know, a right. pure, clean carb with a piece of chicken or a piece of fish or something like that. And then by the time 3 o'clock hits when everyone gets that crash, it doesn't come for people that do protein-based right. meals. And, by the, and, and so this is... You know, it doesn't mean you don't have anything else, but you have a protective factor in protein because it lasts you and you it beats your cravings to have bags of chips and right. a candy bar and, you know. It also, the, the dirty little secret is it also um, keeps your metabolism going because yes. if your body becomes hungry, it, it, starts, to, it starts to ration. Exactly. And it, it starts slows to go down to the protein. Burning. And when you right. don't have the protein base... Right. I mean, to the Snickers bar commercials. Right. When you don't have a protein base and you I love the commercials that Snickers does, you know, they have the the, rawr, yeah. the person's like out there like, ah, you know, and then yeah. they have the Snickers. Why does Snickers work so well? Sugar. Well, sugar. And what are peanuts? Oh, I don't know. Protein. Protein. So it gives you a combination of the sugar push yep. with your little protein base. I have no idea how much protein of I don't know how many peanuts are in Snickers, but there's enough. Now I'm it have gives to find you a little combination. Yeah. All of a sudden, it gives you it gives most people a quick balance. You know, you're getting your sugar rush, which there it is. But you get protein yeah. in it because peanuts are protein. Right. So you get that, and it's like the perfect combination. Even though it's I, it's not. For everyone listening, that was not an endorsement to Snickers because no. it's not a perfect combination. No. But that's why it works is because it has a little bit of that protein. And I say a little bit. It only has that. And the sugar push in it. So it gives you that instead of just eating, you know, like a straight. Three Musketeers is just pure sugar yeah. or Milky Way, pure sugar. But you add in something that has like a protein. So protein bars or things like that is what people will right. go to. Why? Because they have a sugar. They, you know, it feels good. It's chocolate. It's yeah. got this. But it has nuts in it. So anything that has almonds or peanuts or macadamia nuts or cashews, they're all protein protein pushes yep. so that gives you a little bit more protective factor to get you through to the end of the day or the next dinner or whatever it is that's why they're there but you have to be careful because they're loaded with sugar right. loaded with sugar so that's you know and and so the master class and all this is when you start getting into protein bars yes because you have so many uh options on the shelf and if you're a label reader you start going through the labels and you can't find what you need you got you want high protein you want low sugar Right. And, you know, as low calories as possible, but protein is calories, so you have to spend a few calories to get some protein into right. it. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the high-end protein bar as long as you, you, you read for sugar and salt content. If you've got 580 milligrams of, of sodium in it, that's yeah. probably not a good idea, and you just have to look for low sugar or no sugar grams in it, you know, yeah. 15, 20 milligra tw 15 or 20 grams of sugar, I mean, sorry, 15 or 20 grams of protein 
you know, is a good bar as long as it's not then loaded up with right. sodium and sugar on the back end because you just don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it, we'll get into this another time because we're at the end here. But when you go through the protein thing, and I went through it, I went through it just experimenting with things and finally landed on the protein bar that I use because, again, high protein, low sugar. But you run into the RX bar. Yes. And the RX bar is horrible from a texture standpoint. Yes. But it's all real food. Yes. And when you read, eat something that is all real food, it makes such a – you can taste it. You can feel it right away. Your body just right. kind of reacts to it. And that's why I was saying do the raspberry versus the Oreo yeah. um, test because that it, you can tell the difference. That's why, again, not saying that this is the best diet, but there's a reason why keto diets work is because they make the body feel and the brain and the mental power that you have, which connects together, they make you feel good because they're clean. And when I say clean, they're, it's all natural. It's, it's process, easy process. It's all combined so that yep. you're not eating stuff that's, that you have to work extra hard to push for to get out of your system or your liver to process or for your brain to have to function. I mean, people right. don't realize that your brain is constantly working to go, Oh God, don't feel tired. Oh God, yeah. don't feel anxious. Oh God, this is terrible. Now I don't feel good. Now I'm, yeah. all of that's going on because of food choices and and oh, then add in you know change of weather, change of light, change of no exercise or sitting around doing nothing. So it's you know super important. We're going to come into Thanksgiving. Wait till we talk about that because oh, yeah. I'll give you all the reasons why we all sit around after Thanksgiving like. Ugh. Oh yeah. So, because I made a few changes a few years ago, and I just stopped eating all the Thanksgiving tryptophan, junk. baby. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, turkey has tryptophan yeah. in it, but then, mm. you know, you add in potatoes, stuffing, sweet potato sweet pie. Potato. By the way, Blech. <laughs> <laughs> I like Blech. sweet potatoes. <laughs> um, right, but you, it's everything. Just think about a Thanksgiving dinner. It's a protein center that makes you tired because it has yep. tryptophan in it, and then it's all carbs. <laughs> yeah, it's a sedative. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner is a sedative, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's so, a thousand calorie sedative, but uh, still. oh, it's more it's, and more than a thousand calories. Oh, we're going to have a great conversation about that. So, um, anyway, so as we wrap up the show, I did want to let everyone know that I am now two weeks out from running the virtual Boston Marathon for this year. Finally. Yep. <laughs> I think it's actually you're ready a week to go and you're half. excited what you're ready to go you're excited i am ready to go and excited i'm just waiting to pick the date we get to remember we get to pick the date of between the 7th and 14th i'm de i'm very weather dependent so a yeah. day like today actually is perfect yeah um not an 80 degree day is not my friend could so you do um, it on short notice could you just go out this afternoon and do it or do i you could have to, yeah yes i could especially i'm very well rested today so i could do it yeah. will i do that no because i did a lot of mountain climbing this weekend so i'm yeah. not thinking i'm gonna do that yeah but my hips wouldn't like that so much but um but i just wanted people to know that if they still wanted i'm i'm 499 away from the end of my sponsorship because back in the pandemic start yeah. all of a sudden i abruptly had to stop raising right money and i'm 499 short of of goal. Um, and I haven't had a chance to like do anything, but if people are interested in helping me finish that out, that would be fantastic. It goes to a great charity for the new England Patriots foundation that helps give money to, um, new England area charities. We give out tons of scholarships to new England area charities that are doing really great things across the board. So we're like a feeder charity for lots of other charities. So I'd appreciate your help. You can reach out to me on your daily game face here, or you can, uh, email me, um, or you can call me or text me and I'd be happy to tell you the link to go to, or I'll have you put up the link later, yep. maybe. Yep. Um, but that would be great if anyone wants to finish that out for me and, um, everyone have a great, safe Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Don't eat anything out of a box for a while. Don't eat anything out of a box. Stop eating those donuts. All right. <laughs> and have great mental health this week, you guys. Um, thanks Lou. I'll see you next week.